Welcome to the Speak Pack Podcast, where high-performing speakers and the producers who hire them merge to give you the insider secrets to the lucrative speaking industry. Antonia Rose, your podcast host and celebrated speaker agent, unveils insider success strategies. Discover a nexus of thought leaders and bookers maximizing your potential in each and every episode. Your ticket to ultimate speaking success begins right here. Catch the transformative insights waiting for you on the Speak Packed podcast, hosted by the industry powerhouse herself, Antoniette Rose. So here he is. Thank you for joining us, Michael. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. So today, you are going to tell us a little bit about your journey from being a person devoted to protecting the public to where you are now, where you are every single day, right? Investing yourself into the lives and hearts of of other people through your show called One More Thing Before You Go. I know, although it doesn't air every single week, you do a lot of behind the scenes work. And I really not have, I have not met many hosts that put the amount of research and work into getting the kinds of guests that you want on there. So you can kind of take us through the journey of why, what made you go from being a public servant to a podcast host? I'd be happy to share that with you. It's kind of a unique story. I'm going to say unique. It is a story unlike others that have walked before me. But uh, in 1999, um, because of an injury on duty, my wife and I walked out of, uh, about May of 1999, my wife and I walked out of the FPPA, which is the Fire Police and Pension Association, where they presented me with a disability retirement. And at that time, it was uh, devastating to us because I... I was a law enforcement officer for going on 17 years. I was a sergeant. I ran a team of individuals, and uh, my purpose in life was law enforcement. I loved being a cop. I loved helping people, protecting and serving. That was my purpose in life. And um, that decision that they made to put me on a disability pension changed our lives dramatically from that perspective. Um, So let me just ask you. Uh, just to clarify for those who don't know you, I know you. I've mm-hmm. had the privilege of getting to know you on a deeper level. It's been a, a true gift. But you were actually injured in the line of duty. Is that correct? I was injured in the line of duty. And uh, during that time period, I also developed uh, severe rheumatoid arthritis over that time period. And um, because of the injuries that I had and the rheumatoid arthritis, I have had eight operations over the last probably 20 years. In regard to that, I was diagnosed to be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life by five doctors from the Fire Police and Pension Association. And um, it, it I might get a little emotional, but it, <laughs> it changed my, again, and as I said earlier, it changed our lives dramatically. I say ours mm. because my journey has been with not only myself, but with my, my wife and my kids and, and those around me, my colleagues. And uh, I thought my life was over. Because Mm. of that. Are you in a wheelchair now? I am not in a wheelchair now. The miraculous, right? A lot of fortitude, a lot of, you know, I'll be honest with you, I went through 
the same thing people goes, go through when they lose somebody. I went through uh, anger and denial and depression and resentment and, you know, a little bit of everything over that time period. I felt sorry for myself. I, you know, I went almost down a dark path. I mean, there was a journey getting to where I had to find and reinvent myself and reinvent my purpose. And, uh, yeah, it's been a journey. So uh, when I say overall, it's been a journey for me and my family, you know, overall. But in understanding it, I, I would walk the journey again. It, it's kind of a little play on words because I'm no longer in a wheelchair. I, I, I My oldest daughter uh, basically ignited a fire under me that said, uh, you know, you got to stop feeling so sorry for yourself. And when she asked, you know, I asked her what she wanted for her wedding present, she told me she wanted me to walk her down the aisle. Mm, okay, now I'm going to cry. So, yeah. so at that point, were you walking at all? Uh, at that point? Very little. Um, basically, I was spent most of my time in a wheelchair, on a couch or in bed, as much as and forgive me for getting emotional because it still bothers me a little bit. Um, you know, I went from a sergeant with a team of 13 people to my wife having to walk me to the toilet, you know, mm. um, help get me dressed, uh, help me in the shower, um, you know, cook for me, do everything, things that I could not do. I couldn't even tie my own shoe. Wow. So uh, it was a difficult journey during that time period. So it, I had to make a choice in life. And that choice was to walk my daughter down the aisle. And because of making that choice to walk her down the aisle, that allowed me to reinvent myself to a perspective that um, I'm not... And when I say this, I I don't mean for anybody to feel sorry for me or feel pity or anything, but it, it changed me from feeling sorry for myself, feeling useless feeling like I didn't want my wife and my kids to with the burden of taking care of me for the rest of my life, from that perspective, it allowed me to reevaluate my life and decide whether or not I could seek out another purpose because my purpose at that time was being a police officer and protecting and serving and being a team leader and being a father and being a husband and being the best individual that I could be, the best man that I could be. And um, when faced with the reality of those decisions and that were made for me, not necessarily by me because of being injured in life and you know, on the job, and then being told by these individual doctors that I would be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life by the pension agency that I had respected and and that would support me in my law enforcement career, and then told me I could no longer be a cop, um, it has an impact on you. I, I, I can't imagine. Like, not only are you a man, right? Um, but you are also a man who had devoted his life to serving other people. Mm-hmm. And now you were having to receive service. So I can't imagine what that, what that would do to just your spirit as a human being. Um, but your very brilliantly wise woman, wise daughter, which is of credit to you and your wife as well, um, knew she probably saw you spiraling and knew 
that your love for your family, your love for her, would probably be the top motivation to get you out of the dark place that you are spinning into, right? And and make the most of what you could pop possibly make of that situation. And you did not only, I don't want to give away the punchline, but did you wind up walking your daughter down the aisle? Absolutely. It was a journey. Uh, I have some brilliant doctors that we found down here that basically said, yeah, we can help you do that. And uh, through, I, I, I'm going to be honest, through a lot of work, a lot of perseverance, a lot of fortitude, um, yes, I was able to walk her down the aisle. The journey obviously continued well past that, but um, I did walk her down the aisle, which allowed me the the innate understanding within myself that I could do this, that I should do this, and that I can then take that empowerment she gave me, my youngest daughter gave me, my wife gave me, my colleagues gave me, that I could then take that and turn it into something new, and that I could still serve the public, but in a different way. I still had purpose in my life. I just needed to fine-tune that purpose to make sure that Although I miss being a police officer, I will tell you, I do miss the job. I miss catching bad guys. I miss mm. driving fast cars. and <laughs> <laughs> I, miss, I miss the chases and I miss the adrenaline. You know, but at the same time, I, I learned to achieve that in a different way. And by finding a, a purpose for myself that I can, I can then take and use my voice, use my my research, use my conversations to be able to inspire, educate, and motivate people. And people that have gone through things like I have gone through, people have gone through worse than what I've gone through, to come out and say, yes, you don't, you don't walk alone. And there's always somebody out there that's willing to push you from behind or pull you up from the front or to walk beside you holding your hand. And that you just have to have the tools, the eyesight, the the, the connection to your mind, your body, and your soul to look for those tools and those people and those colleagues to be able to, to take those steps forward. So that, that servant warrior spirit that you had that made you uh, choose the profession that you chose took a little sideline for just a moment, mm-hmm. right? And then it got right back on course. You're doing it now in a whole new way, which is, uh, I can say, as equally as powerful, probably reaches beyond the scope of your day-to-day service, right, in the community, could reach in, in different ways. And so you took that spirit that was within you, right, to really protect people mm-hmm. from harm. Now it's uh, not maybe, maybe not physical or, or bodily, in some ways maybe it is. And um, utilize your desire, your grit, and your unique perspective to still serve, which is pretty in- incredible, in in my humble opinion. Well, I'm humbled, and I appreciate that. It it has been it has been a journey, and I know that this is a journey that others that are out here listening and watching can take the same journey. It's an, having an understanding that. Um, you, you have the ability within yourself to be able to move forward in a positive way. You just have to make the choice. You know, there are people that don't, that, that, are, that are within 
the same journey that I have gone through, but different, different methodologies, different circumstances. But we all walk the similar path in regard to, to having to reinvent our lives, having to reinvent our purpose, having to change midlife. I went back to university at 50 years old. I was the oldest person in my class. <laughs> to, to learn and to, to get a better understanding of how I can contribute back to society in such a way that we um, can, can motivate people and inspire people and, and, in a sense, protect and serve from just a different perspective, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, because we have conversations about mental health and mental wellness and physical health and mis- physical wellness, and, and we have mind-body-soul connections and how to see that within yourself. And to, to to bring yourself to a point where you have self-respect and self-esteem and you have the power and ability to be able to move forward each and every day, no matter what the obstacles happen to be placed in front of you. So it, it yes, as you can hear, I have a passion. I have a passion. Well, that leads beautifully into the whole scope and purpose of the Speak Pact show. Right. Yes. Um, and you, you, I didn't even prompt you. You led us right into it. And that is the power of your voice, right? They, they may have taken away the power for you to go back to serve in the capacity that you once yeah. served on the police force, right? Correct. Even though you are now walking, which is a miracle, um, so much has happened between the, the time that you were injured to now that's probably not uh, on the table anymore. And, you know, maybe, maybe there's, not maybe, there's a reason for all of that, I believe. Um, the work that you're doing now is pretty inspirational. And I know that there are people who lay awake at night just wanting a solution to something that they're going through. And those who are fortunate will happen upon one more thing before you go and uh, get a little glimmer of hope, right? Maybe some tools. So can you, t- the, the, those who listen to the show are all about getting seen and heard and getting the power of their voice yes. out there in a bigger, broader way, right? How, what switched in that, okay, now I'm walking. I walked my daughter down the aisle. I'm probably never going to go back to the work that I, I'm, I'm passionate about, right? Serving the public in that way. How did you go from that to starting this show, and and can you give us some insights behind the title of your show? Absolutely. You know, it, it's it, I have to give credit to my daughter again, my oldest daughter, and I need to say this out loud: my youngest daughter, my oldest daughter, my wife, and my colleagues have have never felt sorry for me. They've always mm. flat out said, "You can do this." You know, quit feeling sorry for yourself, and and they've always given me the inspiration, the motivation to move forward equally. But my oldest daughter, who instigated me to get out of the wheelchair to walk her down the aisle, also introduced me to podcasting. So when I started exploring podcasting, because she came over, she says, hey, you know, you're looking for something else to do. I think that you have a unique opportunity here to reach the masses. And when I started exploring podcasting, I thought, you know, there are some people doing it. And at the time that I became a podcaster, there was about 875,000 people doing it across the world. Um, some were good. Some were bad. <laughs> you know, that's the journey that they all take. You have to learn. <clears throat> I 
realized when I started developing this show, one more thing before you go, I had gone back to university to learn more about, I got a master's degree in interdisciplinary studies with a focus on digital media, uh, performance, and art. And I originally started working towards helping people to kind of um, heal with the use of creative arts. So the use of dance and music and, and um, uh, sounds and uh, drama and art itself, painting and photographs and things like this. So using, using uh, the creative arts to help them heal brought me to a point where we did a documentary film for part of my capstone, my thesis, and the documentary film, couldn't figure out a great name for it at the time. And it, we took four people and um, we picked their stories and their stories were one that they didn't get the last dance, for example, because they lost somebody before they had the opportunity. Somebody walked out the door. They mm-hmm. didn't get to say what they wanted to say before they left and they didn't come home. So mm-hmm. to me, that was, there's always one more thing. I started thinking about that wow. in my career in law enforcement. I'd been through so many people. I was holding somebody's hand. It was the last person they saw when they died. Or I had to deliver a death message to somebody, not to sound morbid, but had to deliver a death message to somebody. And, you know, they always, a lot of times, the first thing out of somebody's mouth was, I never said I love you. I never said I'm proud of you. You know, and and they lost that opportunity to be able to say that because the person did not come back home. So we created this documentary to emphasize that you should get the last dance. There's ways of doing it. You can do it through dance. You can do it through music. You can do it through art. You can do it through drama. And I thought, what a better way to emphasize that is one more thing before you go. One more thing before you go so that you always have that opportunity. There's always one more thing. And we did that just great. But I, I, I did have a health issue that put me back into the wheelchair for a little bit of time. Um, and I found some brilliant doctors that worked me through that. And we came out of it, and my daughter says, hey, have you heard of a podcast? And I went, no, (laughs) flat out. She said, here, listen to this. She picked my phone. She brought this stuff up on Apple, and and I started listening to podcasts. I thought, you know, I can do that. And she says, I think you would be great at doing this. I think you can get your voice out there. You can talk to other people that are going through or have gone through the same thing you went through, and you can spread the word. And the more I investigated, the more I thought about it, the more I really researched it, and through my conversations that I've had, 330 of them, 340 of them now, from all over the world, I thought, what a better way for me to get a voice out than to do it through voice? Mm. What better way to get a message out to everyone that there is one more thing that you can always do or say than to do it with voice. So mm. one more thing before you go podcast was born and that was about four years ago. And uh, I collected an v- array of interviews that I'm very proud of. They all meant immense amount. They, they meant an immense amount to me because they allowed me to not only understand that my voice was being used in such a way that I could educate. And my mantra is to inspire, motivate, and educate. You know, we've talked about that personally. That's my mantra every day. Inspire, educate, and motivate. I just started designing my conversations 
around inspiring, educating, and motivating. So each person that I brought in, it was designed to do one of those factors so that people out there knew that they weren't alone. People out there knew that there always was somebody else there that they could reach out to. They knew and understood that they had the tools to be able to overcome grief, to overcome loss, to overcome tragedy, to move forward over obstacles. So one more thing grew, and it grew to such a point that that I'm heard in 59 countries now. And wow. I have spoken to people theoretically through almost 59 countries across the world. And as a police officer, as much as I enjoy doing that job, and I value what I did as a police officer, I never in my lifetime would have had the opportunity to talk to as many people as I have or to reach as many people as I have across the world as I have through this digital media opportunity. What an incredibly inspiring journey, right? I I would never obviously wish this on you. I would never wish for a very selfish human being who didn't want to go back to jail to do to you what he did to you. Um, at the, I would never wish that. And I would not, you know, don't want to diminish the, the pain that you, mm-hmm. you and your family have suffered because of this one human being's choices. However, on the other side, instead of wallowing in the injustice of it all, and not just, I mean, you you were not only a victim of this person's decisions, but then a victim of a system that you believed in. And that's an, another interview I want to have with you at, at some point, because I think many of our public servants face what you face um, in the time when it was time for them to come through for you. You'd come through for, for this, you know, the community and the system for so many years. And when it's time for the opposite to happen, they didn't really do that for you. Um, So instead of becoming the victim, right, and through uh, some loving family, some loving colleagues, uh, you pulled the pieces together and made something very, very powerful out of it. There were a lot of different things you could do. You could go and volunteer somewhere or, Mm -hmm. you know, um, there's just many different things that you could have done. Instead, you honed in on the power of your voice, which is all about what I, what I recommend, because I think that there's nothing that can penetrate the hearts of people than what you speak from your point of view, from your experiences, from your road to wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you went all in. And what I love is that you weren't 20, you weren't 30, you weren't tech savvy in this whole world, right? And you, you through sheer determination, decided that your voice was important enough that you were going to get the education you needed, you were going to get the know-how that you needed and seek out the kinds of guests that you wanted on your show and really devote a great portion of your life to this. Has it been worth it? It has been worth it, uh, 100%. You know, it, it's, I, you know I, obviously, if I could change the original point of origin... <laughs> I probably would have moved out from in front of my car instead of where I was because, you know, but at the same time, 
When you realize that sometimes you have a purpose in life that takes you in one direction, and you you effectuate that purpose, and you you spread that purpose, and you do it in such a way that you impact lives on a very positive level, I think that it it, it gives you the strength and the fortitude to understand that sometimes there's a fork in the road, and when you reach that fork in the road, you have two choices, and that if you make the you make one choice, you can sit back and feel sorry for yourself and you can wallow in pity and you can, you can accept what's there. And the second choice is that you can use your voice to inspire others and to educate others and to motivate others to understand that you all have it within yourselves to move forward in a positive way, no matter what you go through, whether it be an obstacle in your life that has been placed in front of you, even if it's divorce or if it's death or if it's losing your home, losing your car, losing your job, losing your best friend, losing your pet, whatever is put in front of you, losing your financial stability, that you always have somebody out there that's walked the path that you've walked and that you always have tools and people that you can reach out to, and that you do have the strength within yourself once you realize that you have a choice to be able to take that and with that understanding and move it forward in such a way that you can use your voice to then inspire others that have walked the same path as you and that have gone through some of the things that you have gone through. I grew up in a very dysfunctional family. You would never think that I would be where I'm at right now. And it's a whole nother conversation. But when you look back on your life and you decide and you make that choice, do I want to follow their path or do I want to follow this new path? It all comes from inspiration. It all comes from motivation. Where do we get inspiration and motivation? We get it audibly. We get it visually. We hear it. Storytellers have been around since the age of, of speaking. There's been storytellers whether it be through uh, uh, drawings on a, on a cave someplace or whether it's been through actual sitting down around a campfire and telling a story or coming into a classroom and telling a story. Storytelling has been around forever. What does storytelling do for us? It allows us to understand that, hey, we have hope. We have inspiration. We have the tools necessary through this conversation to understand that we have a way to succeed, or a way to understand that failure is only a stepping stone to success. Mm, failure is only a stepping stone to success. I want to reiterate that, Michael Hurst. <laughs> failure is only a stepping stone to success. To success. But you got to choose to step on it. Exactly. Right? You have to right? choose to choose do that. Take that. Well, what what I view a voice as is uh, the spirit of who you are, right? No matter what, come what may, right? Nobody can take your spirit away. They can even take your physical voice away, um, but they can't take your spirit away. I, I've had the privilege of working with one very dynamic woman who is an incredible speaker, and she got, um, her voice was attacked by, I believe it was cancer, or some other sort of degenerative um, issue, but she still had her spirit, right? And she still gets her voice out there in all kinds of different ways. 
And um, it, those with that kind of spirit to want to serve, to want to make a difference, to want to make a lasting imprint on this world, nothing is going to stop you. It might stump you for a minute or two, but nothing is going to stop you because whatever gets stripped, unless you allow it, your spirit can never get stripped away. And I'm just very thankful that you didn't allow that to happen to yourself. Uh, so am I. I'm, I'm grateful for that. I am. I did have a little help. I had a little nudges. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that also speaks to your spirit, right? Who you surround yourself, the sum of who you surround yourself with is really the sum of who you are. Um, and the fact that you're, you're, I've never had the privilege of meeting your daughter, but I can only imagine what a brilliantly loving wise woman she is. I know you have more than one, but that especially that older daughter who really made some pivotal um, impact in that journey that that at, at very critical times. But would she be that woman had she not had you in her life, you and your wife in, in her life, right, growing up? So it's all such a ripple. Um, and we often forget to notice right? The power of just one thing that Mm -hmm. we say, one thing that we say before we go, right? Or one thing that we don't say before we go. And then even when it's all said and done, the way that we decide or not decide to move forward, what an impact on the ripple effects of our lives, right? So as we close, I would really love to hear from you those who have kind of tossed around with the idea of maybe writing a book, maybe getting on stages and speaking, maybe starting their own podcast, but they're, they're afraid that they don't have the skills or does anybody really want to know what I have to say? All the things, right, that, that four-letter word, F-E-A-R, convinces us out of those things that maybe our spirit is trying to prompt us to move forward in. What is a, maybe a cornerstone piece of advice you might give them? I would say the first step, um, you have to choose. You have to choose to move forward with us. Have confidence in yourself to understand that you do have a a message that you can deliver. Understand what that message is. Develop your message to a point that you design it in such a way that you have an impact to motivate, educate, or inspire someone else. Brilliant. And do they have to have all those pieces all figured out before they start getting their voice out there? Um, It's very simple. Your first step is step one. Step one is to, or you can use it as a lesson one, step one, lesson one. You just need to, to sit down, decide for yourself, look deep down inside yourself and say, what is my purpose? And how do I want to share that purpose with others? Do I want to do it through a book? Do I want to do it through speaking? Do I want to do it through a podcast? Do I want to do it through video, audio? Do I, how do I want to do this? Do I, go, do I want to go on stage? What is my purpose? What do I want to do with that purpose? And who do I want to affect with it? And, and from that per- perspective, mm-hmm. then you start building upon that because what you're doing is understanding everybody in this life wants a purpose. We all want purpose. We've wanted purpose since we were born. Why am I here? Why, why do I want to dress the way I do? Why do I want to, to make sure I have a good haircut? And why do I want to shave every day? You know, why do I want to go to work every day? We all want to know why we're here 
and what our purpose is. Once you understand what your why is, what you understand, what you start to understand is what your purpose is. When you understand your why and your purpose, then you can understand how you want to present that purpose to the world and what impact you can make on them in a positive way. Yeah, it's astounding to me how many people skip over that step, right? It just seems too obvious. Of course, I just want to help people, right? Well, Why? it's deeper than that. It's really getting to the to the core of what what values stand out to you. That if at the very last kind of debriefing of your last day on this side of life, you could debrief and say, you know, this is the mark I'm leaving behind, and you feel really good about it. That. I think the whole process of of stopping long enough to notice what that would be seems too easy to maybe even frivolous in some ways when it's foundational. All of my speakers have to go through that, not just to start with me, but also every new major milestone. We we take a new look at that because each level of life you reach, you become a different human being. So let's micro you know, let's, let's micro correct along the way. So you're always really living out that vision and that purpose that you want to leave behind. What, what was your, what well, you saying, that, it all, it all boils down to why, why am I here? Why do I want to do this? And why do I want to inspire, educate or motivate people? Why, why do I want to reinvent my life? Why, why it, it all boils down to why. And then once you realize why make the choice. I love that you said that because I have this little saying that I say. I don't know when I came up with it or maybe I heard somebody else say it. I don't think so. But um, that that three-letter word trumps every four-letter word, right? So the three-letter word, why, trumps every four-letter word, like mm-hmm. fear, can't, won't, F this, <laughs> Too hard, hard, H-A-R-D, right? The why is what's going to drive you to really make that difference that is uh, at the core of your spirit and of your values. And I definitely am so thankful that you did not let your why get taken away. I think your why didn't shift very much. Your how to deliver that why shifted significantly, but you didn't let that be taken away from you. So aside from looking you up on pretty much every major podcast platform, one more thing before you go, Michael Hurst, H-E-R-S-T, how else can people reach out to you? It's really simple. It's called beforeyougopodcast.com. Just type in beforeyougopodcast.com, one word. And it'll take you to my website. My website will take you to everywhere else. One more thing. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being a guest. And do you think do you think I can have you I back would one love of these to days? Absolutely, come back. Wonderful, Michael. Thank, Thank you, you for being much. with us. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the Speak Packed podcast. To become a recommended speaker of Antoniet's WPC Speaker Agency, or you are a host or planner looking for a dynamic expert in optimized performance, Antoniet would like to personally meet with you. 
Secure a time with her at speakerbooker.com. Again, that is speakerbooker.com. It all begins with a vision, a voice, and a pact to impact. Join the Speak Pact movement by joining our new private Facebook group at the link in our show notes. Find us on nearly every social media platform at One Antoniet. That's number one, A-N-T-O-N-I-E-T-T-E, or simply hashtag SpeakPact.